two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, include but it's not led to talk of Star Wars, not Reagan's. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of they are divided For equal sequel hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader big thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is March 22nd, 2020. My name is Zach Weber, and I am joined by professional podcast host, Zenger. Howdy. And the rational Raylo herself, Mackenzie. Hello, and welcome to the quarantine version of Knights of Vader. Yes, you have to stay. We're all six feet away from each other. We promise. <laughs> at least. And we also want <laughs> you to stay. Definitely at least. <laughs> and we want you to stand six feet away from your listening device too when you're listening to this. So we're all doing our part, folks. We're all uh was it social distancing? Yes. yes. Social distancing. That's exactly what the world needs right now. But no, on this week's episode, we have all sorts of topics. I after two Mr. Miss Mr. Star Jones, do you realize you were swerving back there? Oh, what are you talking about? I, I, I wasn't swerving back there. I was I, I was just hopped up on my new uh, um, um, blue milk uh, protein shake. I, I I was drinking some a while ago, and and I'm 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 just saying, officer, I wasn't I wasn't trying to swerve back there. I was just trying to trying to obey the space law. Well, you were also going double light speed, sir. Can can you um? And, and this is a single light speed zone. Oh, uh, I. I I must not even pay attention to the spawner. No, I'm, I'm just focused on serving our emperor, making sure that we get the best content out there. <laughs> I, I, are you done, Mr. Jones? Or is there, is I there am. Because <laughs> it's going to tear apart my throat if I keep doing it right now. Okay, I guess I have to explain this to people. Was that in the night of Vader? Yeah, I have to explain it. In the Knights of Vader... Oh God! Group group chat that we have. Zenger posted an article that apparently Alex Jones was maybe arrested for DWI. No, 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 no. There's no apparently. <laughs> no, he, he was. He was. He got in trouble for allegedly uh, driving under the influence, even though he blew under the amount. He failed the sobriety test. Okay. Um, the like walking and everything test, and allegedly his claim was he had been doing like lifting and leg like it was his leg day so that's why he was having trouble standing up straight and walking straight mm, okay well there you have it folks Zeng- the moment that news broke zenger's like we need to do something about this now i thought i thought i put the kibosh on it but clearly i was wrong i was trying to get russ to be the to be the cop but well well russ yeah russ is too busy recording his own podcast i know <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, that went dark quick. Um, uh, no, so as I've learned, okay, with that little detour side, um, I've learned over the last two weeks to not mention episode titles in the recording anymore so I don't have to awkwardly edit around them. So, 
So at this point on, on Knights of Vader, we're going to be talking about Star Warsy stuff. And the title of the episode hopefully will tell you what it is we're going to be talking about. Uh, yes. He finally so, learns. I finally learned after, after awkwardly editing around it. So, okay. I guess we'll talk about the big news of the week first. And then we'll talk about Bad Batch, depending on the mileage we get out of Ahsoka. So it was unofficially confirmed that lovely oxymoron that we're all too familiar with in the Star Wars fandom that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka Tano in the Mandalorian season two. Woo! And, and what? We're not woo for that. No, you can woo. Mm. I, I, I don't. It's woo worthy. Okay, I wooed. You wooed. Uh, we do not have an official confirmation from Disney and or Lucasfilm. So as of now, it is still a rumor, but it has it been. It is on Wikipedia. Of course it's on Wikipedia. Why wouldn't it be on there? And it was revealed or it was scooped by Slash Film. And then it was picked up by the Hollywood Trades, Deadline, the Hollywood Reporter, Variety. They've all confirmed it. So for all intents and purposes, it's true. Um, it, it's unlikely that it wouldn't be at this case that they're all jumping on the bandwagon. So I guess... Again, Zenger said woo. Mackenzie thinks it's woo-worthy. But does anybody have any sort of concrete or more of a articulate other than just a general expression of excitement? Well, I will point out that not only on the Mandalorian Wikipedia page, which, I mean, it's on the internet, so it has to be true. Um, <laughs> also on Ahsoka Tana on Wikipedia, it lists portrayed by, and it does list Rosaria Dawson in the Mandalorian. So, I mean... I don't even think they filmed this yet, so that's really up on the ball there for... No, they have. The, that's... that's Okay, okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad oh. you brought this up. They wrapped season... Okay. Okay, before I get into my conspiracies, I'm going to... Okay, Mackenzie, what, uh, or Zenger, do you have more well, to say? Or, I, actually, that, that changes my opinion, because I was going to say, I'm like, with everything going on right now, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but them announcing that could be pointless if it's not been filmed or if it's something they can't do because of, you know, quarantine and everything going on right now. That's but exactly if it's already thinking. been filmed and done, then that changes things. Also, it does say here that Dawson has previously expressed interest in playing the character as of April 2017. So she is. So this is something she's wanted to do for a while, and I think a group of fans have wanted her to do. Hmm. We'll find out. Yeah, there was a there was like a some sort of tweet that where like a fan had like tweeted her. And basically asked her, like, if she would be interested in assuming that role. And she, like, responded, like, yes, yes, please, hashtag Ahsoka lives or something like that. And it, like, basically, I think it just, like, spawned, like, a, it went, like, viral or something like that. And I think that uh, that's where it began, was, like, it happened on Twitter. And then fans just wanted her to be Ahsoka. And I guess that would be age-appropriate for her too since it's taking place after return of the jedi yeah she would be like 30 31 i think i looked it up earlier and i was doing like some math in my head trying to figure out how old she would be but i think it i, I think i ended up with the number 31 no based on the math i kind of like back of the envelope math i was doing for ahsoka she'd be about 45 years old by the events of the of the mandalinian so, and Rosario Dawson is 40 years old right now. So it, it's pretty spot on. Wait, really can, you walk, can you walk through that, that math really fast? Um, I'm assuming Ahsoka is like 13 or 14 by the events of the movie, the, the, the Clone Wars. 
the the Clone Wars last three years. Mm-hmm. Then you have nineteen years until A New Hope. A New Hope to the end of Jedi, Return of the Jedi is about what four four and a half years. And then you have six years after that for uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian is six years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, that's where my math went wrong. Or okay, you know I could just do the math of born of. 36 BBY, according to Wikipedia. Okay. That's the easiest way to do it. It does say that she died 20 BBY on Mortis. Yeah, but I don't know. If <laughs> but that's just later, that later, later resurrected. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. Interesting. Age wise, it's fine. That's, I think that's the least, that should be the least of anyone's concerns. The fact that she's the same age as a cartoon character. It's a matter I, of. I was just, thinking about that too, because Rosario Dawson looks like, you know, she's obviously like a more mature woman. And it needs to make, like, they, it makes sense that they would use somebody that would be age appropriate, you know? Well, okay. Um, do, do you want to give your overall thoughts, Mackenzie, or do you want me to jump right into my, my conspiracy theory? Go right ahead. All right. Conspiracy theory time, folks. Put on your Zach hat. Put on your tinfoil cap. It's going to be a Oh, God, it's too tight. So, this was, like, uh, scooped, revealed, whatever you want to call it, a couple days ago. And I remember, I forget whether, I think it was Cowboy Hat Man or Jon Favreau. Like, this has to be at least a few weeks ago. It was like, oh, we wrapped season two of The Mandalorian. And it's like, huh, why is this just coming out now? If they've already wrapped photography, why is it coming out now? And I was listening to John Justice's Positively Star Wars, formerly my nerd world or part of my nerd world, author of what series, Zenger? Embark. That's it? That's it? You're not going to give you more of a... His stop showing up. Usually you have it all down pat. <laughs> 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 no, 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 but seriously, everyone definitely go check out John Justice's books, uh, the Embark series, and the new one will be coming out soon. I think. I think in the next. I think he says in the next four weeks. Yeah. So, uh, before War. the summer. <clears throat> yes, the Vanishing War. Uh, no, he was talking about it today. He got me thinking about the timing of all this, and I have the idea that. It goes back to what Marvel does, and Zenger can attest to this. Zenger, when I? Tom Holland, yes, you can, because you're you're the you're the MCU expert. You watched all like eighty five of those movies last year. Part of your part of your brain will never work again after that. It turned off. Um, it did. Not that it was ever on. Exactly. Oh, got him. She, got, got him. Got him. Got got her, good. her fifth week, and she's taking shots at fellow hosts. Jeez, the nerve of these these Raylos folks. These youths. These use, uh, but Zenger, you know Tom Holland's Spider-Man costume in these movies, in those movies, right? Yes. What do they do to him every single time they with the costume? New, they give no, him a no, new costume. No, not give him a new costume. What they do versus on set versus what we see in the final film. Oh, like, th- like there's a ton of green dots and everything all over him. The suit, like, barely looks like it's an actual Spider-Man suit until they digitally just smack a ton of stuff on him. Exactly. So, so there's no way to know what it looks like till it's technically in film because they can just paste and copy and paste whatever they want over it since it's all done since the suit's done digitally. 
Yes, hmm. there. That's that's that. That's the answer you're looking for. Is they can digitally just smack whatever they want on there. They smear digital Vaseline all over Tom Holland. That's what I'm trying Gross. to say. Ew. <laughs> Ew, indeed. That, that's what used to happen, folks. Back in the old days, they'd smear Vaseline on the camera lens. Now they smear it all over the computer screen. They're like, there we go. We figured it all out. But this is the point I'm trying to make with Rosario Dawson Ahsoka. I think she was cast to be the Andy Circus Snoke. She was there. She's going to do the. Oh God, I'm having a brain fart right now. When they do the performance capture, the motion capture. She, Yes, the motion capture. Thank you. I think that's what she's doing. I do not think you're going to. Mm. I know John was talking about today that, like, oh, Ashley Eckstein did a fabulous job, like, cosplaying with her with, like, professional caliber makeup. And I don't think that's what you're going to get. I do not think that at some point in the last couple of months when they were filming season two, Rosario Dawson was talking to Pedro Pascal wearing an entire tendril headdress and the that costume i do not think you're getting you're not getting that practical mm-hmm. they're gonna sell it as practical don't get me wrong they're gonna punch you in the face with that rhetoric in a couple months but i don't think that and i think that's why it took so long probably for this to come out because it probably was oh she was hired for a role sometime i don't know whenever they started signing contracts for season two Mm-hmm. But I don't think it probably came out until, considering that where most of these leaks come from, the Rise of Skywalker being the most obvious example, the leaks usually come out of the post-production houses. And right, that's that- probably why we're hearing about this now, is that post-production is finally getting a hold of the, the footage. Yeah, I was going to say, like it makes sense. If you have ILM at your fingertips, why not take advantage of that? And typically, um, once things hit ILM and that post, the post-houses, that's when things start to fall through the cracks. So... Random thing, just throwing this out there. Why doesn't Ashley do- just do it? Like, as the voice and as the motion capture, and she is also vaguely age-appropriate. Because not nothing against Ashley Eckstein, but doing performance capture is a very different thing than just voicing a character. Voicing uh, she was on Nickelodeon's Guts. <laughs> well, now that now you put it that way. So... Just throwing that out there as Ashley the face. Does she also voice Ahsoka in Rebels too? Yeah. Okay. She's like the voice of Ahsoka. Like, That's what, okay. as in the Clone Wars, Rise of Skywalker. If you've heard Ahsoka, it's her. Gotcha. Except for the audiobook where it's Ahsoka, except somebody else. Maybe. I don't know. But that's the thing with this is. I, I know some people, I saw this online, some people are saying they could very easily do a Ray Park, Sam Whitworth, like they did with Solo. They could they could dub her, Rosario Dawson. Mm. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I would imagine Rosario Dawson would not agree to that sort of thing. Why cast me if you're just going to dub over me? Not to mention their voices are completely different. Yeah. It wouldn't make any sense. Like, the ADR for that would be horrendous. Yeah, that I don't Plus think we've never that. heard like older, older Ahsoka. Well, it has to like, okay, okay, but we've heard her in the Rise of Skywalker, and she doesn't sound that much different than what she sounds like in Rebels. Mm. But I, I the only thing, I, and this is the <clears throat> conspiracy theory part of me. Is I know a couple of months. Oh, we haven't we, gotten there yet. We have not gotten there yet. Oh no, okay. this is the fun. This is the fun part. I've had my hat on this whole time for nothing. 
It's cutting off. Well, no, no, (laughs) no, folks, I have to get you there a little bit. Like it's kind of like a slip and slide. You know, you have one of those and you spray the water on one side and the further you get away from the hose, the rougher and just the more friction you feel. (laughs) We're hitting the friction part right now. You're going to feel like really every gone off the slide and just start sliding across the grass. Yeah, yeah, this is when you get grass burn. Yes, (laughs) this is the grass burn part of the slip and slide. (laughs) So you think about the timing of all this, that obviously Rosario Dawson must have been signed to a contract some time ago. Unless unless Ahsoka is going to be the dark saber equivalent of season two, where she shows up in the last thirty seconds, that's always well, why possible. Why would they release too. it now? For no, that makes absolutely not, no sense. There's but, no but way they would let this. But they're, this go. but they're but they're not releasing this. This is all rumor scoop stuff. Disney is not Disney Lucasfilm has no part in any of this right now. In the sense of when it comes to announcing it, they've been quiet about this. They but they're usually neither- really good about keeping everything that happens like those that Darth Maul moment, the dark saber-esque moments. They're usually really good at keeping those under lock and key. Which is going to be a bigger reveal that we're not even ready for. Yeah, I I don't know, but who who knows what's going on with with I them. I Zach. I did it. No, but but also with the whole Corona thing going on, you don't know what people are bringing home when it comes to working materials. This kind of it changes the way things work. People have to work at home more than usual, and the fact the timing of this can't be ignored either. But no, you're right. It, it'd be weird to make her a last thirty second thing, but there is precedent for it. Solo being the most obvious example of bringing back a character for something that clearly was intended to be much larger and grandiose, and then having to drop that because mass audiences rejected it or just didn't even bother showing up. But no, going to my conspiracy theory, a couple of months ago, Chris Porteous, seventh or eighth best Canadian Star Wars vintage collector, was on here. And we were talking ninth. about. Oh, he's ninth now. It, it went down? Sure. Oh geez, Chris is slacking. Chris, come on. See, I know you bought that Attack of the Clones display, but you know what? And then that that's what did it. That wasn't vintage enough. The Dorito ex- display. Yes, the Dorito. Did him in. <laughs> yes, it wasn't. It was, it was prequel era, so he lost some uh, cred points. Um, no, when he were, when he was on here, we talked about the Reddit leaks. That apparently, that they did film all the Jedi. They filmed. Luminara and Dooley, they filmed Anakin, they filmed Yoda, they filmed Obi-Wan, and they didn't use it. And Chris's theory was, why would you pick such obscure Jedi characters like Adigalia, Ayla Secura, Luminara and Dooley, if you can't show them? Like, Think about it, all those characters are physically recognizable. Like, when it comes to Star Wars characters, they look like Star Wars characters. Yet, as voices, they mean nothing. And I know the big current controversy in the fandom is the fact that if you if you watch the rise of skywalker in the subtitles it says female jedi number four female jedi number two (laughs) and and everybody's burning everybody's burning disney at the stake for that and it's like folks put luminaro and dually to 99.9 percent of the people that are reading the subtitles it doesn't make any difference it could be in a different language and they might know who the character is better that way it's like come on keep keep our powder dry for bigger and better things that lucasfilm does that makes us angry um but this is the thing that chris was saying that i think makes sense we were told that they didn't film any of the animated characters kanan or ahsoka for that moment but think of the timing they were shooting Mandalorian season two at the same time that Rise of Skywalker was undergoing reshoots and pickups and pickups. So who's to say that if you have Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, why wouldn't you film that moment 
if if this is something that's in the cards. And then to tie it in even further, and this is the point that John was making, saying that if you go back to Bob Iger's last conference call at, for one of the shareholder conference calls like in the last like month or two, he says that, the, oh, the Mandalorian was the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. Forget that Mickey Mouse character. We're going to make a, a logo out of Baby Yoda's head in two years. And <laughs> we're going to spin. The thing that was interesting at the time, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And I think we even talked about it on the podcast. But now it makes a lot of sense based on what John said. We're going to take characters from the Mandalorian and spin them off into their own Disney Plus series. And guess what? If you have Ahsoka show up in the Mandalorian for like a couple of episodes, briefly, like glorified cameos, you based on her reception there, you can then spin her off into her own Ahsoka Disney Plus show. And and guess what? It's not just weird Star Wars stuff it's anchored or buoyed to the mandalorian and that's a way to get it's a hook to get people to watch it that wouldn't normally watch an ahsoka series well it sounds like they're trying to steal her steal her away from warner brothers i don't get that reference apparently she's been the voice of wonder woman in all their animated movies for like a long long time and i did not know that like yeah, ever I since um uh, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis. She's been the voice of Wonder Woman. So several mm. um, animated movies, which is very interesting. Um, All right. Okay, so, so how crazy is my conspiracy? Um, on the level of you've got it, it's it's got the right amount of crazy with the right amount of factual evidence. Okay. So that's the problem with it. Is I definitely think that you've got a point there but it, it gave me a horrifying realization i didn't know i had until i kind of thought about it more i don't know if i want ahsoka a mandalorian the more i think about it because what do i constantly complain about i hate how star wars is like a handful of people and that's it in this universe of practically billions of people and we're gonna go mm -hmm. to have ahsoka randomly show up why can't it be just somebody like it, it it's okay it's going to be cool to see her, but it makes Star Wars, once again, there's a group of people that we can never get away from, ever. Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of it goes back to Dave Filoni and, and Dave I, Filoni's plans for that character. And I think the thing is, Mandalorian was cool because it had distant connections to those people, but no direct connections. Mm -hmm. And now we have more of a direct connection. And who's to say that those feet... Did we ever really figure out whose feet those were on uh, tattooing? Uh, no. Actually, Are they Ahsoka's? No. Are they Ahsoka's? Hmm? Hmm? Is it going to be retconned that's Ahsoka? Hmm? Uh, right, you want Mackenzie, when we did our, our Mandalorian discussion, did we ever dis we didn't discuss that? We did we not. We did not one. discuss the feet. What? <laughs> no, we did not discuss the feet. What are your thoughts on that? Like, who do you? What do you think at that? I'm moment? not gonna lie. I have absolutely no idea what what you're referring to. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I just explain yeah, this as I'm exhausted really as possible. Right now. <laughs> so I remember the episode where they go to tattooing and they go to the bar. That the that, best episode. Whoa, 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 Zenger, you gotta sell this properly. It's the best episode of The Mandalorian because we see things that we remember. Remember the greatest shot in Star Wars where we see a guy who we don't care about who's stupid Han Solo? Remember dumb Han Solo earring sitting guy. at the bar? Yes. No, earring no, guy. he's dumb Han Solo. No, he's, he's earring guy. No, he's clone Han Solo. Yes. <laughs> he's clone, uh, clone Solo. Clono. Clono. 
Yes, we have not Han Solo, and he's sitting at the exact same booth in the exact same way that Han Solo was sitting in because he saw the plaque behind the bar and says, yeah, that guy's cool. I want to emulate him. He tries to betray the Mandalorian, fails, murders one of the most prominent Asian actresses on the planet right now for really no other reason than just surprise. But I'm a clone. Bang. I'm a clone. Bang. And he tries to kidnap Baby Yoda. It fails miserably. He dies. Space the Sedaris. Sigourney Weaver. No, no. Don't you dare speak bad to Amy what? Sedaris. Be nice to Amy Sedaris. Sanger. Okay, with bad... Space Sedaris. Space Sedaris with Ripley hair. Yeah, Is I was going to say, with, with, with Ellen Ripley's Ripley cloned hair. hair. Yes, yes, clone Ripley's hair. And then remember Mackenzie at the very end of the episode, like it's the post credit scene that like Ming-Na Wen's body's laying there and somebody comes walking up to her dead body and it's like making jingle jangle noises and all we see is the feet and then it cuts the credits. And they have like a cape maybe or a oh, cloak yeah. or something. Yeah, I I do remember that vaguely. It was very memorable, folks. You can you no, can I, tell it resonated. I remember with her. just it, that was that. No, I remember you saying that that was like the the Marvel post credit scene, and then I kind of just like rolled my eyes and didn't think about it again. Because well, I, I thought know. about it. I thought it's it's haunted my nightmares, and now yeah, I have the I answer. Just didn't it's think about it that much. It's Ahsoka. Prove me wrong, internet. But does she jingle jangle? It, I guess it would make sense. The, it was Ahsoka now with all of this. Sure, why not? Yeah. Because the leading theory is it's, um, it's, what's his name? I can't remember names right now. No, just do what Zach does oh, and just for, forget the name and then just say something completely wrong. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm in the ballpark. I'm in the ballpark. I, I mean, I just always assumed it was him. It's Boba Fett. They're going to have to bring Boba Fett into this at some point. Boba Fett. No, and then the once again. Radar. Once again, you make Zinger angry by by making Star Wars just a handful of people yeah, in a Boba universal. Fett has to, Boba Fett has to show up solely because just people will recognize. He has to reveal he's this. a clone because that's what we do now in this. In this, I mean, he, he is, is actually a space. clone. <laughs> he's literally a clone. Wait, is, is he? Is his new mission now? After he got out of, out of the Sarlacc, he's like, their clones can't exist, and then goes on a vicious killing spree of all clones. <laughs> we can only hope <laughs> There can be only one clone Yes <gasps> Hey now that's an interesting idea Boba Fett Highlander movie <laughs> See yeah, I, t- fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that as a concept Boba Fett Highlander There can only be one He goes around like murdering <laughs> He goes around murdering Mandalorians That'd be interesting Now that's That'd be an interesting idea. Boba Fett is a not Mandalorian, goes around. That's that's it. So that he can become a Mandalorian by killing all the other Mandalorians. Yeah, that's an interesting concept for a movie. Okay, Disney, I know you're not listening to this, but if you are, please throw out any ideas you just got from what Zach <laughs> has said. Like, that that sounds like like the Incredibles plot line. From like syndrome, what he was doing in the the original Incredibles. Even better, they don't have to pay royalties then to anybody but themselves. <laughs> it's perfect. Thank you, Mackenzie. Now I have. See, she just sold it for me. See, guys, see, Disney. And, wait, that that's also the premise for like every Iron Man movie too. It's everyone gets Iron Man powers, and then Tony Stark must go stop them from having Iron Man powers. There, there you go. It just keeps writing itself, folks. They're doing my job for me. See, we're just a great team effort. 
All right. No, okay. Okay, everybody. We don't have to come in. Um, I, I actually have a correction to make real quick, and I feel bad. Um, and actually, now I might actually get this. Uh, the Star Wars Ahsoka book is actually, the audiobook is narrated by Ashley Eccleston. So I apologize because I made a comment that she didn't do the, um, that I didn't know if she did the book or not. So my apologies. We're going to add, we're gonna have to add that in sooner, Zanger, because someone probably unsubscribed from that. I know. Like, I, I feel like, bad. Because I, I don't know why. I just happened to scroll by something, and it said, and I was like, oh. I. But you know what? I stood up, and I fact-checked myself, and I corrected it. So good, good. for me. Anyways, Disney, once again, don't listen to Zach's terrible idea. <laughs> I like that as an idea. That's That's something I can get on board with. Because that's why I heard about this whole Ahsoka thing. I'm like, at first I thought it was like, a, like one of those just like, we got this covered or Mike zero nonsense. And then like, Oh wait, like it's possibly legit. And it's like, Oh, Oh, oh no. It's it, kind of like, good. I'm sorry. I just thought of something. And you know how you were saying how, like with, you didn't like the dark saber that much because now they have to basically top that somehow in the next season. And people are going to be accept, expecting something bigger and more, um, I don't know, like a bigger, a star moment killer. like that, yeah, like a like a a bigger <laughs> moment like that, sure. Uh, in the second one, and I was thinking, well, okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking, what would be a bigger moment than that? And then I'm thinking, okay, who's at the helm of this? You have Cowboy Hat Man, and you have all of his exceedingly elusive comments about Ezra Bridger and Thrawn. And I'm wondering if, since the last time we saw Ahsoka. She was basically going to be Sabine's guide to try and find Ezra. I wonder if that could potentially be like the big moment at the end of season two that they could potentially be leading up to is something having to do with Ezra and Thrawn. Okay, Zach, there's your reveal. Sabine's in this, but they aren't going to reveal that. There, I would. I figured it Sabine out. Sabine would be a cool reveal. Yes, Sabine would. Okay, okay. I'm glad Mackenzie said that because. She would. This is what I mean by appropriate fan service, and fan service that's just there to kind of stroke the audience. Ahsoka being there is the equivalent of the dark saber. It's there mm-hmm. because people recognize it. That there's no reason for her to be there. It makes no sense other than just brand recognition. Mm-hmm. Sabine would make sense because obviously Mandalorian is trying to find other Mandalorians. And I get it. There's probably somebody in the audience right now screaming about how, well, Ahsoka's a Jedi and Baby Yoda's a Force user and the armorer said blah, 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 blah. And it's like, fine. Like, I guess. Fans, I guess. fans out there, don't take it personally with him insulting you with that. <laughs> no, We all somebody... know it was more like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I will not disagree. You got but... the inflection wrong. <laughs> But that's the point, though, is that Sabine makes more sense based on the fact that the show is literally called The Mandalorian. The show is not the Jedi Fallen Order. That's what I not mean. Not the game. That, not the game, but just as a concept. The idea of, like, like, like hunt for the lost Jedi. No, 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 no. That's, that's the title. Jedi Fallen Order, not the game. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've made my point, though, is that Sabine would make more sense based on the context of everything we've been led we've been taught about the show so far so far about Mandalorian culture, everything that they do. And there's no reason to introduce, think about it. If we introduce Ahsoka into this, it's the exact same thing that happened to rebels. 
She shows up at the very end of season one of Rebels, is a major presence in season two, and they pull her out. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there it, rumors going around that, um, that, oh my gosh, um, Luke was going to possibly be in this, that they had talked with um, Hamill about possibly That was involved. always, I think that was glorified conjecture at best. Which I kind of chalked that no. up to. You could have like a video or something or something where he's just doing voiceover for like it's not physically Luke, but he's there in some way, shape, or form as in yeah, something. It would have yeah. to be like Rise of Skywalker, Leia Luke flashback level of like maybe just showing him from like the side or, you know, hologram. A brief yeah, a hologram would be a great way to do it. Just a brief moment in which we kind of we know who it is, but it wouldn't involve like a whole lot of work on Mark Hamill's part. But that's okay. This is a part when it comes to Mandalorian to season two speculation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got things a little bit clever. You got to do dinosaur boogaloo. Dinosaur boogaloo. There you go. Dinosaur boogaloo. Baby Yoda boogaloo. But <laughs> if you're okay, so let's okay, let's pull our brains. Hey, take off your Zach hat. I can't because it's it's glued to my head. That's the rest your of scalp. you can. That is my scalp. It will not come off no matter how many times, <laughs> no matter how hard I wash, it will never be. <laughs> There's not unclean, strong unclean. enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so where do you go in Mandalorian season two, based on the way the season one ends? Wh- like, where do you think they're going with this? Uh, I don't know the um, <clears throat> the Empire. The G- Gideon has a cushy, you know, thing of kind of running, vaguely running stuff. He had that taken away from him. And instead of rebuilding, now he's going to tear across the galaxy, wasting resources, time, and effort. To hunt down the Mandalorian and the Baby Yoda. Okay, but where was with the Man- with the Star Destroyer that goes in the atmosphere? <laughs> of course. Why? Why wouldn't there be a Star Destroyer that goes in the atmosphere? Don't don't forget, Pitchman Zinger is on the staff at this thing. Mm. We all know that he's always on call. <laughs> he lives in the mystery box. There's a mystery box in the corner <laughs> of every office, and he's just waiting inside of it. For the moment when it, when it comes for him to shine, and it's There's always a big red something button on dumb. It says press in case of emergency, <laughs> <laughs> and the spring is broken, so it's always pushed down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's a sport. They, they they set set the lid barely closed. We can peek out. You always see like the fingers moving. Uh, but okay, well, you know, before I respond to that, Mackenzie, where do you think season two is going? I see it going in a direction more of like planet hopping. It's most likely going to be focusing more on the baby Yoda origins. I think we're going to see a lot of, I'm, well, at least I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we see a lot more new species, new planets. Uh, I'm hoping to get, you know, characters that are more on par with, um, like the episode four, five and six, like the filler episodes, as much as like, I, didn't really love those as much as like the plot heavy episodes. I'm kind of seeing like potentially having a little bit more episodes that are like in that fashion of like, okay, we have a character, we have like new, a new batch of characters that are here for an episode and then they're gone the next episode. Like Xena, a warrior princess or calling back to the classics of, um, Was that daytime television back in the day or primetime? I can't remember. I'm, I'm Anyways, thinking, it's awful. It's like it's it's like UPN TV, and I'm like, why is he referencing this? Okay, so so better question: When will Bruce Campbell make an appearance? If we're calling back to that era of television, oh jeez, no, Bruce, this, this that would that level of television is below him now. 
I don't is know, it? Bruce, yeah, Bruce Campbell's above that now. He's he's no longer just like like a schlocky B actor. Is he schlocky? Uh, yeah. Um. No, but like I guess okay, Zenger. I'll I'll get back to your point. But like with Mackenzie, I was thinking to. more. I was thinking more narrative. Where do you think it's going? Like, where do you think we're good? Like, whereas season one is essentially the misadventures of not Boba Fett in his sidekick product placement. Mm-hmm. Where do you think season two is going? Like in a narrative sense, is it going to be the like you're saying? Is it going to be the hunt for Baby Yoda's origins? Is it going to be finding a place for Baby Yoda is safe? Is it just going to be evading the imperial? Is it going to be the Empire Strikes Back of of Ooh. narratives where it's just him? Like the like, the remnant is really going to come hard on him now because he's royally ticked them off. Mm-hmm. Where do you like? What kind of I guess what kind of thematic continuation is this going to be? Do you think? And this is for I think you. everything you everything you just said. I feel like they're going to try and shove all of that in, especially con- like considering Ahsoka. Is going to be in this. I think that that kind of implies that there's going to be some more, I don't want to say like action packed things, but like I'm considering there, there's probably going to be a lot more uh, higher level imperial uh, interference happening because he's woken the giant essentially. He's like now on their radar and and I, we're assuming that Moff Gideon has more resources than potentially what he had there. Because the Empire was, you know, huge. So. But that's, uh, this is the thing that I find interesting, though, about all this Mandalorian stuff. Because um, I, I know they touched upon it a little bit in season one. Is that the New Republic is is established at this point. Like, I don't know how secretive... Luke's Jedi Temple was at this time Or even if it was established I don't think we have a, an established date of that In the New Republic era Of sorts Because I, I, I don't want to say That Luke's Jedi Temple is the equivalent Of like daycare and Mando Can just drop him off and be like okay I'll pick you up at five see you later little buddy <laughs> I'm not saying that But there's got to be A part of Mandalorian That's like okay maybe the New Republic Can help me like they've got to Introduce not them as like a way to solve problems because obviously the whole point of the New Republic is that they're just as corrupt as the the prequel mm-hmm. era Republic was, but in a different way. But there needs to be some level of introducing it because remember in what was it season two of Rebels, you got the cameo by Leia. Leia was in an episode of that, mm-hmm. and considering that Leia is a senator at that time in the New Republic. I wouldn't be surprised that again. I don't know if they'd ever do de-aged Carrie Fisher, but this would be a very easy way for them to. Like we said earlier, you have a let's say Mando says, "Oh, I have to get to the New Republic and see what's happening," and he goes to Hosnian Prime or oh god, was it Chandrila, <laughs> Chandrila, whatever. I, I know in the new Chandrila, Chandrila, yes, thank you. And I know they say that the the capital rotated from time to time, so who knows what planet it'll be. But I have to wonder, are we going to see maybe like a hologram of Leia, and then maybe that's their way of slowly – because it's only a matter of time. Because I know I want people to really wrap their head around this concept sooner rather than later. They are going to eventually do an all-CGI movie with the original three. Like that's – it's going to be post and post-Return of the Jedi. That's going to happen at some point. It's just got to happen. There's too much money on the table. And this would be an easy way – like – the, the, the training sequence in the Rise of Skywalker was the first little crumb nibble of that. 
seeing how people would react to that sort of thing. And nobody complained about that. I know some people weren't thrilled with it, but nobody got their pitchforks and flaming torches out over that moment. Mm-hmm. If everybody remembers that, that, that timeline graph they had back at Celebration between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, there was a big, big empty like, chasm there. It was a big, nice valley where there was nothing. And the only thing now that we have that's major that takes place in that time frame is Mandalorian. And it would make sense that there might be something going on in the New Republic at this time that would make their sort of assistance to Mando or make them not be able to assist him anyway. So can I rain on Zach's parade now? Go can, for it, Zach. Pour. Pour on it. Please do. Okay. That. So what if it's revealed that that's why Mando hasn't gone to them yet is because he's actually like hunted by them or did something to the Republic like right before the events of where we meet him and that he's actually like a wanted fugitive from the Republic. That's what I was thinking because like he operated Then we know we have that whole backstory and everything and then it gets all heated and whatnot and then and then and then and then they send Boba Fett after him. <laughs> now Boba Fett's yeah. actually an agent of the New Republic. <laughs> I'd be I'd like that in all honesty if they made like I'd be on board with something like that because that's different it's different making Boba Fett like part of the good guys that'd be a fascinating like like turn of events I'd be on board with that I'd be on board with the good guys just working for them because for the bureaucracy they they need a bounty hunter that can go get stuff done and of course he's the best so they go to him exactly and bounty hunters don't care who's paying them as long as they're getting paid. They don't ask questions. So it would make sense that, you know, if the oh, man, public was willing to pay them the most. Oh, hmm. Mackenzie, that, that is a perfect line for um for in the in the show to have a, I, I don't care, you know, bounty hunter doesn't care as long as they're paid. Right. And then loads of gun, even though they don't really use cartridges, <laughs> but still loads of gun somehow. <laughs> well, he does. He With his little rifle, he loads that with the, the round. No, so. no, 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 but... Boba Fett loads the gun. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. he'd, he'd, ha- he'd have to have a slightly different gun. Like they have to tweak him just enough. They can't have him like look like he just walked out of the Sarlacc. He has to be a little bit different. <laughs> just a, just enough. No, like- what, what if what if he like found his new weapons inside the Sarlacc pit from previous like dead bodies that were there? You go. There you go. <laughs> See, you're doing you're doing the work slowly, for me again. Slowly turning into a horror movie. <laughs> Hey, I, I still want that. I still want. I think what was it? That was the uh, Galaxy of Fear episode. I want the Boba Fett horror survival film where yes. Doctor Evazon and he has to hunt Doctor Evazon. I want that. I want that as a what movie. What was the name so of that bad. guy? It was Doctor- like in the. No, 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 no. It was the weird. It was the weird name. We don't have to spend too much time on this. It's just oh, going to kill me Rob, that I can't remember it. Rob's going to go nuts. Yes, it's the it's the gastro. It's the something a word for like a gastrointestinal thing. Borgerigmus Gog. Borgerigmus. Oh, man. My something. Borgerigmus Gog. I can hear Rob screaming right now somewhere. Rob is throwing his shoe through his window. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, that's the thing, though, with Mandalorians. That, like, I, I, I just don't care. It's like, unless they do something really profound and... Pulling Ahsoka into this is not what I call profound. Like if like like Mackenzie said, if they brought Sabine in, that'd be really neat. I would like that because she below like she's part of that universe for him. Like when it comes to 
being part of the Mandalorian culture. That makes sense. Like Clan Ren, all that. Like, and that's another thing too that like we barely talked about it on here, and Mackenzie and I didn't even talk about it. Is that Moff Gideon talks about the siege of Mandalore and how he was there for that. And it doesn't make any sense because the siege of Mandalore took place during the Clone Wars. It was not a an imperial battle. Unless a, it no, was. No, it wasn't. It took the Siege of Mandalore is what happens at the end of Clone Wars season seven. It mm-hmm. is the New Republic going on to Mandalore to get rid of Maul. And Order 66 pretty much ends that siege which and we all know order 66 is before palpatine reorganizes the republic into the first galactic empire so when moff gideon has his little monologue about how he helped wipe out the empire helped wipe out all the mandalorians no it was not the empire it was still the republic so it's either a continuity issue or they're they're redefining what they mean by empire versus republic at that time or they're implying that he was still high enough up in the chain of command of the the Republic to be close enough to Palpatine to be placed into a place of power when in the when the new Galactic Empire was established. But I, I I have no problem with that though. But he says in that monologue, "I was there and I wiped out Mandalorians during the Siege of Mandalore." And that doesn't make he's like like the like I is an Imperial wiped out Mandalorians at that battle. And it's like it wasn't the Empire yet though. And I know that's trivial, but it's a continuity error. Never mind that. In, I guess we should. Oh, I guess this might be a way how we segue into the Bad Batch stuff. Apparently, every single character in the Clone Wars knew that Anakin and Padme were a thing. Obi Wan knew, Rex knew, Cody knew, Yoda knew. Everybody We've been apparently over this. I know, you but about like this at some other no. point. I feel I know, but it makes me mad now that they're just blatantly addressing it. Like everybody knew Anakin was screwing around. Everyone's like, "Well, this is like this isn't a time bomb. Nothing bad can come of this emotionally volatile guy who's who's really angry at the world." We should definitely ignore I'm this. Angry. <laughs> but it's true though. Like we're introducing continuity problems, like like they're easily avoidable. Oh, don't worry. If we talk about Bad Batch, I got a few I want to point out. Okay. Anything else about Rosario Doss and Ahsoka or Ahsoka in general or Mandalorian? I feel two? there's gonna be many, many more episodes where we can definitely voice our opinions about this and no coming very, very soon in the future because I feel content might be sparse for a little bit. All right. Mackenzie, anything else about Ahsoka and Rosario Dawson or Mandalorian? Nope. All right. So let's transition into uh, Bad Batch. Um, everybody, I know for a while, everybody in the Facebook group was was a little disappointed we didn't talk about this. And uh, just to peek behind the curtain, or not really much of a curtain, it's kind of like a very thin piece of silk. Like imagine, like almost like saran wrap. That's how. No, just, man, like, it's beads. It's a beaded yeah, doorway. It's one of those beads, uh, bead curtains. Yes, it's yeah, a bead. Yeah. See, see, McClunky over there is is all my side for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for you. And I guess I should say I should thank my my minions in the Knights of Vader Facebook group because they did indeed swarm. So to Maximo, they, they Jerry, Chris, Porg Knight, all of you, thank you for indeed swarming. And I want to like- apologize that I did not drop the McClunky calling her out sooner. I forgot what <laughs> I was like. There's something I'm supposed to do next time I record with her, and what is it? And it finally clicked <laughs> about ten minutes ago, and I've been trying to naturally put it into the conversation 10 out of 10 zinger you did it you did it very well no but problem. i have to say i like mcclunky much better than i like snips yeah 
That never took off, though, so that's fine. No, yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful for that. I, I would much rather be called McClunky. It, it at least gives me it gives me a chuckle, so I like that. What, what, Mackenzie, what are your thoughts on the fact that George Lucas was still putting weird crap into these movies at every single step? What's, what's your opinion on that? I'm extremely uh, humored by it. it. It gives me great pleasure to know that he will still stick his uh, fingers into the pie wherever he can. And I think that that's funny because he gave it up and now he like obviously regrets it. And that's, you know, sucks to suck, George. But uh, I think it's funny that he's still able to somewhat. Uh, it's almost like he's like sabotaging his own creation somehow, like from from beyond the grave, almost like he still is able to affect things. And I think that's yet. hilarious. I, I, I'm actually at the. Oh wait, I can't go out anymore. Well, could I get? Well, 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 could I get the stuff in a food court delivered? Who's gonna get my diet coke? <laughs> no, I, I got a stockpile of that. But now, now I want a pie. I'm gonna go find a windowsill. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the pie in the windowsill is just labeled the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> How can I stick my fingers into this? <laughs> oh, that's good. That was good. Well played. That was that was well done, both of you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where were we? Uh, yeah. uh, George Lucas uh, and McClunky. Yeah, it's, yes. it's funny. I think it's hilarious. Oh, God. The minds. The minds that man left us just knowing, knowing that one day we would venture into these things. <laughs> um, but no, peek behind the bead curtain. I wasn't particularly thrilled to watch seven-year-old animated leftovers. And with that being said, I wasn't too thrilled to discuss watching seven-year-old animated leftovers. And I, 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 I guess we should go around. Like I know Zenger, I know you and I get a lot of grief in the Facebook group for this. Like we make fun of the fact that the clones talk about their feelings and stuff all the time. But what is, what is your opinion on the 2008 series? Like in a nutshell, I will always have a chip on my shoulder that it that it nixed my favorite Clone Wars series. But at the same time, it did introduce a lot of very cool stuff to the series. It's something I can definitely sit there and watch my kids, and it's perfectly fine everything. It's not something like... it. it the, the, the Clone Wars and Rebels both take very vastly weird turns at points that I never thought Star Wars would take, but they do. It's in, in the end for me, both of them are an overall plus. I don't like dislike them. I, I like mocking them because I feel like they're easy. They're, they're very easy targets to mock, especially the, the emotional clones are just so funny because it's just something that is, is only in the Clone Wars series, like never in the movies, never even touched. Like, it's just something that is totally unique to them. And I know it's to, for them to humanize these clones make us care about them and everything, but I'd, I'd rather have the militaristic ones that you don't care about and are just super badass and just point at stuff. No talking, just pointing. And then everyone just knows from the... You know what? We should talk about the Clone Wars series that... <laughs> Can we just do that instead? I want to do it. I want to do it like what we did that, what, summer 2018? Yeah. For the five-year anniversary of that, we'll do a five-year anniversary of us talking about it. And we'll, we'll, we won't be talking about the show. We'll talk about our, like, ten hours of discussion <laughs> on it instead. 
I'm, I'm down with that. No, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're getting new Star Wars content. It's always fun. Um, I'll give my opinions about this series and trust, I mean, about this whole, I guess, story arc. And trust me, I've got some questions and I hope people have answers. Because <laughs> my feelings. They're all over feelings. the place. You, you can't keep them to yourself. I know. I, I just, I'm very happy that we can just have clones with just one word names like Hunter and Tech and Wrecker and Crosshair. And it's no description of what they do. Oh, wait, yes, it is. well done zanger well done um all right mackenzie what are your thoughts on the 2008 series on the series as a whole i'm a huge fan of it it's but at the same time it's not something that i can just binge watch because every episode there's too much feelings (laughs) (laughs) the feelings thing never really bothered me personally but um it just Every episode starts to feel the same after a while, um, with an exception of a few uh, bigger arcs. Um, I would say, like a lot of this, end up, a lot of the show ends up blending into one another, and um, it's obviously like meant for like it was meant for younger kids. I mean, like I was, you know, I was pretty young when it came out, so I have like a childhood connection to it, and I loved it when I was watching it as like at like eleven or ten or eleven years old, and uh, that was great. But as far as like what we got now. It is kind of like what Zach says. It feels like this has existed since that time. I don't think that they made this brand new. I, this literally feels like there was no break in between the last season of Clone Wars, season six, to this new season seven. It, it it's exactly what one would expect. It, it, I mean, yeah, there was great there was great parts of the Bad Batch episodes, but it. Did it bring anything new to the table as far as the Clone Wars series? I don't think so. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I still really enjoyed it. Um, but I enjoyed it just as much as, you know, I enjoy any other episode of the Clone Wars. No more, no less. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because I think, I mean, obviously, the Bad Batch episodes were... were done years ago and i think Mm -hmm. the only really new thing they're doing with this is that last arc with rex and ahsoka and maul that's i think that they kind of the story ideas have been around for years but i think that all that animation and stuff and actually fleshing it out to a final state that's new for this and so no i know what you're getting out with that my i don't think i've ever talked i think it's been a while like if jim were here jim would be able to tell you more about this is that I was I was insanely hyped for the 2008 movie. I I was I can remember when that got announced. That was gonna be a movie in like February of 2008, and I was just over the moon. I was so excited. I saw the movie at midnight. I saw it again follow that following morning at 10 a.m. I think yeah, I went really overboard with it. Uh, I was gonna see it a fifth time with Rob, and at that point, I told him I cannot see this movie again. I am just I I overdid it. Uh, as I went on, I'm one of the very few people who actually thinks seasons one and two are better than the later seasons. I've never understood why people think the later seasons are better. The later seasons are much more wordy and drawn out. And one of my favorite, well, because of their feelings. <laughs> yes, their feelings. Um, but I, one of my favorite criticisms about the show, and by favorite, I can't put enough quotation marks around the word, so I won't even try. Is that people, and this is, oh guys, you don't see it as much now, but it was really big a few years ago, back like right before The Force Awakens came out. People would say, the movie's trash, 
But the, but it get, it got, those first two seasons are really good compared to the movie, and the later seasons mm-hmm. are even better. And you, and I tried having this. This was back when I was on the Rebel Scum forums. It was just like beating my head against a brick wall. I'd be like, now still. No, this is different though. I, at least I have some control over this. There, I had no control. <laughs> the thing about it, and I try control me with no, all my feelings. I, I said, I think I, I think <laughs> I think I have control. Um, but no, like, and that's the thing I always just try to explain to people, being like, you are aware that all of season one two of seasons one two episodes were created the same time the movie does. It's the exact same animation quality. Nothing improved. It was all done at the same time. And you try to explain that to morons, and it just goes right over their heads. And I, I, get, I get liking seasons three, four, and five more than the others because obviously it was more fleshed out at that point, both on a technical level and a narrative level. But by the end of season five, like I remember when they can't when Disney canceled it, and I was like, okay, like I'm fine with it. It ran its course, and I remember when it started, like when like Lucas was giving all of his pre-release interviews, like in 2008, he always said he never saw the show going beyond five seasons. So I know he changed his mind based on what they were working on, but when it got canceled at season at the end of season five, I was like, fine, like it ran its course. I never wanted to go on that long. Um, and to the people that treat the Clone Wars as if it's the greatest thing that Star Wars has ever done, and Zenger can tell you, it's there's a greatest thing Star Wars that's ever been done. It is Clone Wars related. It's just not, not the it's just <laughs> not the Clone Wars. It's Star Wars Clone Wars. I again Captain Rex is a really fun cool character he ain't got nothing on captain fordo man captain fordo will always be the clone trooper he is that is that is what clone trooper is the clone trooper that can literally do the impossible and And cody's in both of them yeah he's super sarcastic in both of them (laughs) (laughs) no he's not even sarcastic in clone wars he's like stoic to the point of no return like it's like sir the siege goes well but we've been here a month Yes, only one more month to go, and he flies away, and that's it. <laughs> it's great. Like it shows the fact that that these clones were so stoic; they just took orders. Like that was the, they were soldiers. Kenobi they these, sitting like, there. I think he just roasted me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like they weren't these emotionally volatile, like like test tube babies. It's like, oh man, we got the test tubiest of the test tubiest babies for this episode. Yeah, Woo! yeah, we did. <laughs> Also, yeah. it's interesting to think of like them referring to a group, like a group of like clones, as a batch. So I always, uh, whenever I think of like a batch of something, I think of like a batch, like of, a batch of eggs <laughs> or eggs. <laughs> eggs come in batches. Do they? I'm sure. <laughs> <sighs> See, folks, this is the part of the podcast. It's like court. I Hurting cats. Okay, wait, wait. Now, now, before we start, who's everyone's favorite um, malformed, defective <laughs> clown with desirable mutations? <laughs> pass, pass. Wait, no, you can't pass. You got to pick one no. of these four individuals that aren't the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, um. In all seriousness, I really oh my like. God, they are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They are kind of. <laughs> <laughs> think wait 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 in clones they grow at like double the speed so if they're like 20 that means they probably are like teenagers and they're and they're and they're mutant. <laughs> teenage mutant ninja clones <laughs> perfect would we say that wrecker is probably like the michelangelo because uh, i don't know he's, he's kind of like both of see that 
That's the problem. You obviously got Donatello. You obviously got Leonardo. But mm-hmm. Michelangelo and Raphael are kind of like vaguely mixed between two characters. Mm-hmm. Because Raphael's normally like a little bit bigger and stronger. So that's Wrecker. But the one that's very confrontational is Crosshair most of the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They're, they're, they got so many emotions and depth. By, and by the way, my, my favorite by far is um, is Hunter, a.k.a. the Sylvester Stallone clone. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let anyone to prove me wrong no, on that totally fact. you're totally right. The, the bandana is what really does it. And I thought it was paint on his face, and I remembered, oh, right, all these clones have weird tattoos. They just get smacked on them at some point. Hmm. So, yeah, because he has, like, the half skull on his face. Mm-hmm. So... So I, I guess since Zach is refusing to answer, the very I, easy lobbed out their question. Did Mackenzie answer? Yeah, no, I no, I'm, I'm, I was. Oh, okay. I was segueing to her to answer since you weren't. Okay, she likes tech. Okay, yes. Tantella. Yeah, I like the idea of there being like the uh, the nerd clone. Mm. Yeah, I kind of. I'm on board with Zenger on this one. I we like put more brains in this one. <laughs> 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 I like I like the clone I like yeah I like Sylvester Stallone clone Because he looks kind of like a clone commando So I'm going to go with him Sylvester no, no Stallone no, no one's you know what I would like to say I think Russ isn't here but I'm going to speak for him real quick And say that record's his favorite <laughs> <laughs> Record was the one with the most Like dumb lines though They like gave him so many like He's <laughs> a strong guy He's the meathead. They gave all of his brains to the tech guy. <laughs> and then all the tech guy's muscle to him. Defective. I thought it was but, interesting how they do all look like you can still tell they all have like the features of the clones, but they all kind of look different enough to be like just regular siblings or brothers instead of being like twins type of idea. I liked that. Yeah, no, they no, they do a pretty good job of giving them their own characteristics, both physical and personality wise, and then even their armor. Like their armor is mm-hmm. really neat too, because you can always visually distinguish one from another. No, like on that level, the show like, that's that's the weird thing about like Clone Wars is that like yes, it could be very one note sometimes. And the first two episodes of this arc was like the same thing over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and the latter two episodes got really good. I'm like, wow, this is. I forgot how good this was. And that's the that went really that, out there at one point. And I will complain about that when we get to it. Sure. That's but that's the thing that I, I miss about Star Wars. Is that like Star Wars can ha- not everybody has to look the same. Not everything has to be so kind of just homogenized and standardized. And that's kind of like what the sequel trilogy did. The fact that like you can have all these clones of the Bad Batch mm-hmm. that are supposed to obviously have little like mutations that differentiate them though, but they're like Mackenzie said, they're all the same host, but they're so just visually different from one another. And that's that's the sort of thing that I miss in Star Wars that you can tell this is very much a product of a different incarnation of Lucasfilm that wasn't creatively hamstrung by a multinational, multi-billion dollar corporation. Mm, yeah yeah that's a great way of think of uh putting it yeah and that's where i again as much as i make fun of this being seven-year-old leftovers i would certainly prefer the imagination behind this 
compared to the sort of brain trust, I guess maybe that might be a little too generous, that we have now running the show. Because when this was being made, yes, there was a creative team that was behind the show, but it didn't feel like it was being... It's one thing having collaborators. It's one thing having... What? Oh, God. It's it's like the, the High Republic thing, where... What's that called? The... Oh god, a bunch of people in the room. A brain not brainstorming. Oh god, like what they do. Think they tank. Have, think tank, yes. There's a difference between a think tank and collaborators. Clone Wars feels like collaboration. The current stuff we're getting feels like think tank. Hmm. At least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. Am I the only one that's wrong? Look not wrong. Am I the only one who sees it that way? No, like, I mean I- you're you're right. It seems like this. This has an ounce of creativity where the where a lot of other stuff at times seems like a boardroom sat there and came up with it. Like legitimately yeah. committee think that's the com- right word. Le- legitimately pitchman zinger was just sitting in a group of people and just said something and they just wrote on a board and then walked to another room and told them make this instead of let's develop the character from beginning, let's develop the idea from beginning to end. Instead, what Star Wars is is idea end. There's no development in between. It's just smack smack an idea up on the screen and see what people think. Star Wars without the wars. Yes. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yes. yes. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> That's the Clone Wars collaboration. It just says feel. It's just a giant dry erase board. It says feelings. <laughs> Taking up the entire. It's written diagonally. <laughs> So, oh, also we we got we got new droids in this one too. Oh yeah, yeah the D wings. Like, yeah, what's the deal with those? I don't know why I sounded the... like Seinfeld there for a second, but what's the deal with these with these things? They remind me of the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. Are they supposed to? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I thought when I saw them starting to fly. I was like, "Fly, my pretties, fly, fly." <laughs> Because it's Wat Tambor saying it. Yeah, it's it's Wat Tambor. Fly, my pretty. See, I thought they were like just something, and then they started talking. Like, wait a second, that's Clone War speak. Like, I mean, sorry, that's 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 droid speak. They're just a ton of more dumb droids. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Let's see how they bumble this up. Yeah, it's supposed to be just like a a slightly better version of the the B droids. The the whatever you know. You know what I'm saying? B one, right? B ones. Yep. B series droids, according to sure. Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. Got it right. And then also, this involves the Techno Union, which have we seen them before in this? I know they're involved in another great series, which I will try not to mention again for five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I get one every five minutes. One every five minutes. Okay, we'll, we'll clock. Wow, you. and 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 like the same thing happened. We'll 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 we'll, we'll get to my big it. Oh my, my god, you're issue. right. Oh my god, you're right. I didn't even pick up on that. They ripped off the 2003 series. Son of a gun. Wow. Huh. Yeah, you're right. He even has the same thing on his arm. What? (laughs) Burn it all down. Burn it all down. Just throw it out the window. (laughs) I'm taking my my streaming console and I'm throwing it out the window. Oh, you know what? I take everything nice back I said now. No, now I'm angry. Dang, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, oh. 
No, no, oh. cowboy hat. No, no. What's his name in Mandal Mandalorian? Trapper Wolf. No, Trapper Someone, Wolf. Someone needs to shoot down Trapper Wolf in his X-wing. <laughs> oh, dear God, they were creatively bankrupt then too. Nothing's changed. I'm, <laughs> DJ was right from the Last Jedi. It's all a sham. <laughs> so, so, so I just destroy, don't join. <laughs> destroy, destroy Zach's image of. Like this. Oh, yeah, I'm mad now. And I'm it's mad cause, now. Because there's that and there's other stuff too. We're not even done yet. <sighs> on the similarities between the two. Go ahead. Let's get it out of me all at once. Let's not oh, prolong okay. this. Okay, so so you want me just to skip all the way ahead to Anakin turning evil for no apparent reason? Oh, yeah. Actually, actually, Wait, no, no, actually, no. He has a better reason in the Clone Wars then he doesn't. He's just evil in this to be evil. Just thinking, be like, oh, see, he's evil. There is no reason for him to like go all butcher bad man on Spider Person. Like it just, it's mm. there, there. There's no reason for it. He's just I doing it. They can be a, like, see, he's a evil. Really good reason for it. There, there. That's one thing that always bugged me about the clone, like the 2008 series Clone Wars, is that they kind of in at the end of the Clone Wars movie. You see him create, uh, commit these acts of atrocities against the, tu- the Tusken Raiders, and you see him have this moment of, of not. I, I wouldn't say it's you know just pure evil. I mean, it is pure evil, but like he's. You see the Darth Vader coming out of him, and then they kind of just like they move on to the Clone Wars series, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's going back to just being like this perfect Jedi again. And yeah, you see, he still has like the arrogance, he still has some of like the anger in him, obviously, but I love the fact that they added in a moment where we actually get to see him commit an act that is more akin to something that would lead up to him being able to kill Count Dooku without much hesitation again. Oh, you mean like they could have led up to it like by having him fight like a Saz Ventress and possibly defeating or killing her, then have him, you know, go out and have a vision where um where like he sees the face of Vader and then have him go save a ton of like I don't know, wombat looking things. And then choke some guy who's got like metal plates to death and then have them all like chanting Lord Veda, Lord Veda. I mean, it's it's like I mean, what, what if they had something like that happen? That 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 would be a good series. I think people would tune into and watch on a weekly basis for like five ten minutes. <laughs> I suppose. What was 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 that five minutes, Zach, or did I, or did I jump ahead too quick? <laughs> no, Zach's having another Star Wars epiphany right now. Might be on the verge of a mental breakdown. So you guys don't <laughs> want to get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. What's 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 the epiphany? Okay, so like I've been going through a bunch of things, cleaning things out in my house, and one of them is my like one of my first Star Wars books I've ever had. And okay, you can't see this on the visual podcasting medium, but oh nope, you see my pretty face? Nope, ah! it's horrible, it's hideous. No, this is one of my first Star Wars books ever. It was called I Am a Jedi. It was from the Phantom Menace series from like 1999. It's by Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn was self-published, by the way. He wrote many books before his untimely impaling on Naboo. And one of the things, like kind of going back to what Mackenzie said, was when it came to um, like like Anakin, the Jedi, and how like like I never felt in the prequels that the Jedi were ever portrayed as evil, like in the movies or in just 
ancillary media at the time. I never saw them as evil. And it's one of those things that kind of like since the Disney era, we've kind of made the Jedi out to be evil characters. And even back during the Clone Wars, they did that a little bit with the whole Ahsoka thing. But no, at the very end of the book, and this is something I wanted to highlight, it says like the Jedi Code, Jedi are the guardians of peace and justice. Uh, peace in the galaxy, Jedi use their powers to defend and protect and never to attack others, blah, 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 blah. If, but if you notice... Boring. No, sure, whatever, <laughs> that's not the point. But if you look at the framework of this, it's Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's lightsabers done together like in like a, like, like a, a border around the Jedi Code. And Eight. I'm like, where have I seen that before? And I realized, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, that hung up on my wall, the time, oh, yeah. the, t- the time that I fought Darth Vader at Disney MGM Studios, I got a piece <laughs> of paper saying that I'm a, Jedi, I'm a Jedi Padawan, and I realized it has the same pattern. It's the same border of Anakin, not, um, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's lightsabers. So now I'm on the verge of having a mental breakdown. Because this, this is thing like- that, yes. This is like that that image of Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny when he was yes, like explaining yes. the Pepe Sylvia thing. Yes. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> Folks, I, I am on the verge of just canceling this podcast now. I am heartbroken over the fact they're ripping off my, my beloved 2003 series. If Zenger doesn't stop me, there's a very good chance I explain how General Grievous was ruined and everything after 2004. Oh, God. Um, Duh. Don't get him started on that. You know, we're going to talk about this uh, Clone Wars Bad Batch thing at some point after no, we all be- finish having all, all bets are off after Zenger brought up the fact that they ripped off the 2003 series. Like, all bets are off. I am legitimately flustered right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm disappointed that, you know what? Ignorance is bliss, but I'm glad Zenger opened my eyes. I'm going to judge this show even worse than maybe I judged Mandalorian, <laughs> folks. It's going to be rough because I am. Mandalorian never made me angry. Well, it kind of made me. Yeah, it made me angry. Um, so wait, so I become the voice of reason on this podcast, people? It's a dark time. No, <laughs> these are no, dark no, no, times no. we no. live in. No, <laughs> I am the voice of reason. It's just the fact that people refuse to listen to me. I am the guy holding the sign that says the I- the end is nigh, and everyone just ignores me, despite the fact that I'm right. Zinger is the bringer of truths. <laughs> Mm. No, I'm 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 the guy sitting there with um with the um bad bad batch just ripped off the end of the of the original <laughs> Clone Wars series. Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, changed my mind. <laughs> I don't think there's any changing anybody's minds on that now. I can't believe they ripped that off. They literally have a guy with the thing on his arm, and the Techno Union is experimenting on them. The nerve of these people. And I can't even blame Disney because this is a George Lucas thing. <laughs> he raced my Captain Fordo from Canon. Oh, don't worry. They'll, they'll bring him back. I guarantee. Oh, man. If they have him in there, I'm just going to riot. Did they? Have they done that? Do, do no, I'm, go- I'm waiting for it. I think it's going to happen. Does somebody need to fact check that now so I really can just throw throw the computer out the window? No, we need to save this for a different episode. No one fact think- check it. Oh, I have to fact check it now. If they, oh god, if I see a cannon little tab for Captain Fordo in Legends, I'm going or compared to Legends, I'm going to scream. So, so McClunky. Besides that, what do you think of the of of the um, arc and everything? Of the whole arc? Yeah, okay. sure. Since we're since we're going with broad strokes now, since tiny strokes <laughs> <laughs> like sends Zach into a panic. I think each episode got better. Personally, I think the fourth episode was definitely my favorite. Um, it, it was neat to see, uh, Mace Windu 
Again, I think we got a lot of Mace content, which I thought was neat. It's been a while since uh, we got to see anything from him. The uh, the part when like him and uh, Obi Wan were about to fight all those droids in that one like that warehouse thing, and mm-hmm. he's like he basically offers them a chance. Like that was I've great. killed over. Yeah, that was amazing. He's like I've killed over a hundred thousand of you guys. <laughs> You know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to fight. We could reprogram you for something better. And they're like, blast him. I, I like that. It, it is, it, it's a moment of clarity that I think is well-deserved in this series. Even though they're facing robots, they're, I mean, droids and stuff, they're still giving mm-hmm. them the opportunity, you know, hey, because then, then I guess it opens the thing of, are these robots programmed to be? soldiers or do they choose to oh man now we're going down that path i no 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 i actually have a good yes i would say they are programmed to be soldiers because remember in attack of the clones when c-3po's head gets switched with the b1 battle droid all of a sudden his mouth starts saying like things like the die jedi dogs thing which is not part of c-3po's programming but he's being melded with the b1 battle droids programming Okay, McClunky, I know you're new to this, and and I I resisted calling you snips for this part, but um, if if there's one thing, and Zach will agree, never bring up and tell me to remember anything ever (laughs) from Attack of the Clones. But you should. (laughs) I I know what you're talking about, but my my, my rage has grown substantially. You forget, Zinger, that I listened to this podcast long before I ever appeared on it. So I'm aware. I know. I'm, I just, I just want, I just want a warning because, otherwise, I get somebody would be like, "Oh man, someone mentioned, um, mentioned Attack of the Clones," and Zinger didn't have his eye twitching. Trust me, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you doing okay over there? I am. I am. D- Oh God! Relieved to say they have not ruined Captain Fordo yet, and I felt I felt very calmed that I was reading the inconsistencies in his military ranking because he's never in any of the he's always listed as commander in the shows, but he's his official title is captain. Mm. Carry I, on. I don't I don't know. I just I did not like the 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 um Anakin turn in it. I just felt it was just. Just something out of just completely left field, in my opinion. Because I just felt like they were doing it to be evil. How do I edit this Captain Fordo page on Wikipedia? Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't take this from me. Don't take this from me. Can, can I add a um, canon section? <laughs> no. Don't. No. Don't take my happiness from me. When was the last time you watched a 2003 series, McClunky? Oh. Okay, okay. Oh, no, no, hold on. If the answer is longer than, like, six months, I'd recommend just not answering then. If it's longer than, like, 12 hours ago, don't bother (laughs) answering. Well, technically, I just watched it five seconds ago. Oh, come on. (laughs) Hey, hey, you never said I couldn't use a loophole there. So, yeah, my answer is five seconds ago. Oh, she she got us that time, Zanger. She did. She did. We'll get, you, we'll get you next time, McClunky. We're going to strap you down. <laughs> Much like our character in this, we're going to strap you down to like some sort of chamber and make you watch this. That's fine. I, I would I would love to rewatch it. I just There we I'm go. We did. To, there I'm we go, folks. We got out. What? We got figured out. Next week's episode. Zenger, you agree? You yeah, I'm motion? fine with that. All right, Zenger seconds the motion that McClunky introduced. We're on it. All right, folks. Next week, we're watching Clone Wars again. Wait, how much of it are we All of it. All of it. We're not going to keep we're going to watch all of it on loop. No, that's your homework assignment. You can't turn it off. So what I just do normally, what? got it. 
<laughs> there we go. High five, Sanger. High five. No, um, no, no. No high fives. Elbow touches. Uh, no, 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 it's no, worth no. it in this case. Foot five. Foot five. Yeah, I'll, I'll over no, I'm, not I'm not touching your foot. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. I'm going to touch your hand. <laughs> so, the hand's uh, got it, too. So another n- another quick question for you guys on the actual Bad Batch, since I guess we could vaguely talk about that one more time. What did you think of the whole um, strategy being like rev- like one of the clones was capped? I don't know. It's just them. Oh, with fives? Yeah. Or um, no, Echo. Or, uh, yeah, my bad. Echo, not fives. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. It's just, just kind of was hollow for me as a story point of like, oh, they, they've got a clone trooper analyzing what clones are doing, so they're obviously able to tap into the emotions of the <laughs> the clones and be able to get ahead of them and everything. I don't know. It just It just felt kind of hollow as an idea. Mm. I thought it was neat. I mean, I, not to step on Zach's toes, but I was not aware until tonight of the similarities between the original series and the similarities of using like a droid arm implant on a clone and i thought that was no, really neat no no no, not just the droid arm like a screwdriver ended yeah it was like i don't know what i don't know what you would call that like the computer access database an r2 arm almost yeah it's like when it, or yeah like an astromech uh functioning thing i don't appendage, know like appendage, whatever like almost yeah i i thought that was really cool and i think it was really nice that at the end he you know, didn't have to go back to the way things were. And he, he was able to find a place because he was kind of, you know, messed up, obviously, after going through extremely traumatic experiences. <laughs> and I think it was cool that he was able to find his place in, like, a group of um, of uh, clone... Yeah, clone clone misfits. I think yeah. they're really great. No, I... I okay, all, all kidding aside, my frustration at the fact they ripped off my beloved 2003 series. No, I liked the, the latter half of this story arc. I thought it was really cool, the fact that, like, they had, like, this weird, like, what, Matrix level, just, like, tubes and stuff coming out the back of them. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was cool. Like, that's a really cool, like, imagery for a children's TV show. And... The idea that, like, oh, the the bad guys are tapping into just how the clones' minds work when it comes to just battle strategy, and they're able to kind of decipher their battle plans before they happen. That's a really neat, like, lofty idea for a kid show. Mm. And they don't focus on it. it it's kind of just there enough as a plot element to kind of, like, motivate the plot, but it's never, like, really, really focused on any sort of, like, deep, meaningful way where it becomes, like, almost too science fiction-y for kids. Uh, no, I thought that was a great I thought it was neat. I thought that was kind of the stuff that, I'm like, yeah, it's it's neat. It's more it's more science fictiony than space fantasy relative to what we're used to with Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't like that Zenger? No, I mean it's it's fine. It's, I I didn't know another way to respond with my sarcastic yay. So my oh, okay. apologies. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, no, like even like the the very last episode where you sit there have him work, you have uh, what Echo working with the the Bad Batch, and they're trying to like hack Admiral Trench's entire like uh, base. That was really cool. The fact that even they kind of like introduce it that like oh could something happen to him? Could Trench like hack his mind? Mm-hmm. And no, it's like it's an idea of like having to trust people even if they've had like a difficult past. I- like, I really like that aspect of it that they kept on thinking he was going to turn on him and um, yeah. and Rex would not let his friend go no matter what the feels cuz he has feel the feels the feels are real <laughs> feels 
no, that was neat. And even the uh, the idea that you had all these different like battles going on. You have the, the what the warehouse with Obi Wan and Mace Windu. You have mm-hmm. disarming the bomb. You have uh, Anakin doing his own thing somewhere where he impales a cyborg tarantula man. I'm going to be evil for no reason. No, he does that. There is a reason. He's done because that the lot, script though. tells him to. That's the only reason. He turns the problem with Anakin in the Clone Wars is that he turns the evil off and on. Like he does that exact same thing in season two, where uh, I forget who it is. It's somebody kidnaps Duchess Satine, and Duchess Satine and Obi Wan are like confessing their feelings for one another. And oh the guy yeah! Is, like, and then like Anakin just shows up out of nowhere and impales the guy like through the abdomen, and Obi Wan's like, "Anakin, don't go around impaling people. That could be a problem someday." And it's like. Womp, womp. <laughs> Exactly. It's like Anakin's like evil and not evil in this is so all over the place. And I know even there's one ep- like the episode where what they uh they send Obi Wan deep undercover and they give him like Tom Cruise Mission Impossible makeup <laughs> to make him look like a bounty hunter. And yeah. they don't tell and they don't tell Anakin that they like fake murdered him. And and like Anakin gets like all mad and angry. And it's like that's the weird thing about like the show as a whole that like Anakin should just kind of like turn his like frustration off and on. And I never got that, considering you, you that, know like, it would make more sense if if they had like a build up through an entire series of it, and then it culminates with with him having to go off on some spiritual journey to go save a group of people that have deemed him the um their 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 savior through some ancient prophecy. I yeah, think frustration is always there. He just does a good job of of suppressing it. And he tries. Anakin then... does a good job of suppressing his emotions. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Listen, you know what I meant. He suppresses emotions right through some poor Jedi's abdomen. I meant specifically <laughs> his evilness. He suppresses violent... evilness right through somebody's <laughs> body. Just keep going. Keep going. Until... Okay. I'm gonna shut up now. No, 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 no. You bring up a good point. He does a really good job of suppressing his emotions until. Wait, is that a Tuscan Raider? <laughs> hey Zanger, he suppresses emotions right around Padme's neck. <laughs> Too soon. It's never funny to laugh at abuse, especially when it comes oh, to okay. your wife. Okay, thanks. Uh, I mean, I'm you're you're just targeting me out there. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> I, I feel but, great considering the fact that's... that I'm that I'm being targeted for an emotional relationship that has about as much depth as two chairs stacked on top of each other. <laughs> the one chair is suppressing the other one emotionally. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, no, but like the point being though, is that, like this is something you have to like firmly put on Jorge Lucas's shoulders. Is that like, how do you give somebody an emotionally like, like a journey of emotional frustration? If it starts with murdering a bunch of, Sand people. Where do you go from murder? Yeah, like, think murder. About <laughs> like that's what I mean, though. So, like, like when Obi Wan finds out that, like, like tells Padme he murdered women and children. It's like the meme that was going around. And like, <laughs> imagine Padme said, "Oh no, it's the sand, it's the Tuscan Raider thing." <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> that's really what it is. That like, like it's kind of like Anakin's like one of those people that like you hear about that like like does something like a horrible and it's like you watch like one of those true crime shows and you hear about like how horrible like this person's past was then they interview the people that have known them for like 20 years and they're like i never would have figured it was them it's like what do you mean like this is blatantly was gonna happen at some point well i'm trying to say pad complicit by not reporting him that's what i'm trying to say 
At one point, she should have been like, Obi-Wan, I need to come talk to you about Anakin. There was the Sand People incident a long time ago. <laughs> Sand People incident. Well, we'll just wave that off. Yeah, it's a one-off. Everybody has their moments. I mean, it's not like he murdered a ton of like separatist leaders at any point during our... Uh... I'm trying to think, how like, many people did Anakin murder in the course of the Clone Wars? I, actually, not... here's a better question. What were Jedi supposed to do with like separatist leaders if they got them? Oh no, they're gonna try to kill me. Better use nonviolence against them. It's the only way. Star Wars without the wars. Mm. Yes, yes, they had it on the board. But they do that a couple of times. They capture like that's the thing in the Clone Wars. They capture Newt Gunray at one point and he escapes. They cap what? Who else do they capture? There's a couple other a couple of separate separatist leaders they capture. Because I know there's even like the banking clan, they do stuff with that. It's been a while since I watched Clone Wars. I can like a lot of the episodes. So I don't remember off the top of my head. But I know like Anakin Anakin kind of resorts to murder pretty quickly. Which right. is why I'm saying my point was that it's not out of left field, which is what Zinger said. You know what? I will admit it's been a long time since I watched the Clone Wars series. Maybe if I had watched, I'm like, oh, here he goes again. But just for me, it just came out of left field within the realm of starting at episode one of this new season going to episode three. It just I don't know. It just didn't seem like there was a build-up for it. But, as I've said, I haven't watched the rest of them in a long time, so maybe if I had watched I would have been like, oh, man, this isn't out of place. That's just what Anakin does. da 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 da, da. Anyway. <laughs> da, 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 Good old Annie. Da, da, da. Oh, just, <laughs> just, just casual murder again. Oh, well. But, I mean, nobody ever... That, what's cool about the murder of Admiral Trench, though, is that only Anakin knew about that one. Because yes, he was able secret. to get rid of all of the uh, the evidence. Well, well, not <laughs> well. Not only did, was he the only one that knew about it, his his diary knew about it too. And <laughs> <laughs> this this has been a weird episode, people. Please yeah. stay tuned for more of this this level of content. But then we've talked about like... feet too much. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's very hung up on that tonight, Zenger, for some reason. And she's the one that started it before in the pre-show recording. How did I start? <laughs> uh, that doesn't count. Fault. That doesn't count. She dug, she, she dug her own hole. Zenger's now she's blaming us. It. It's not my fault. Okay, okay. To explain to everyone at home, I'm currently dealing with a gout issue, and one of my toes oh, looks like just it's it's bad, but it's not. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad, but everyone is like, "Oh my god, what's wrong with you?" And Mackenzie be- has some deep, deep level of like concern over what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where Zenger did not want to turn the webcam on. She's like, do I it, guess do it's it. okay. <laughs> she was sitting there going, do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> and then she gets in like fast forward two hours, folks. She's like, why do you guys keep talking about feet, you weirdos? <laughs> That's different, okay? It's different, different in the context of Star Wars. So it's okay. So it's weird to talk about feet in the context of Star Wars. I wouldn't be talking about there, feet. It's okay. I, no, listen. I wouldn't have brought up the feet if I wasn't morbidly curious about something that I've never seen but I've always heard about. Oh no! Trust me, mine is mundane compared to stuff I've seen on the internet. Don't put ideas into her head. Don't put ideas into her head. I, okay, with all the free time in the world, don't Google gout foot. Zenger, is this going to do it? What should they not Google, Zenger? Gout in feet. (laughs) 
Ignore the loud clicking sound. Don't, don't hit image. Oh, Brian Peppers. Yeah, mine could look way worse. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> I, I think this is where we ended back. Oh, Good right. lord. Oh. Yeah, see, it could be worse. Yeah, see, mine could be worse. This person looks like a, he has like a legitimate hoof. <laughs> Dear god. Time that I'm not able to go to the doctor, really. Yeah, they have too many uh, COVID-19 patients I gotta deal with. What's your problem? Your foot looks weird? <laughs> Get out of here. Alright, anything else about the um, the Bad Batch or Clone Wars? I imagine we'll talk more about Clone Wars as we wrap up this season. Good Clone Wars. and You know what? Every, every time we do an episode about new Clone Wars, we should do an episode about old Clone Wars so that we can have a Yeah. Happy- yes, yes. So that's... And, and I guess uh, McClunky gets to watch it for the first time because otherwise I don't think she's seen it. Prove me Mc- wrong, Internet. <laughs> the Internet has to prove you wrong? Yes. Not, not, oh, not, yes. Not, not me, the actual person that knows whether or not I've seen it or not. I, I Going from the evidence you've heard in this episode, people, has she seen it or not? Yes or no? Comment below or, or um, dial whatever number and cast your vote today. This 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 quarantine thing's really gonna get out of hand quickly. By that I mean um, the content on this show. <laughs> yeah, folks. Oh. See, this 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 episode's gonna be titled like the coronavirus delirium. <laughs> <laughs> or in other words, a typical Knights of Vader episode. <laughs> it's <laughs> like I said at the changed. beginning. It's it's quarantine edition. Quarantine edition indeed. Yeah, so anything else about Clone Wars, you guys, or Clone Wars is as Clone Wars does. I'm excited for the new season. I mean, the, the new arc. It's got that Ahsoka girl in it. Yes, I hear apparently she's going to be in this Mandalorian show. Yes, I, I, I wish there was a podcast could, that could have discussed the possibilities of her being in it. Oh, wait, you've already heard that. Da 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 da. Self plug. Okay, end the episode. All right. <laughs> so concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to check out our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader into Facebook, and you will find us all waiting there for you. You can ask McClunky herself, when did she see the 2003 series? Or give us your best estimate on when she saw it. Yes. When the last time that I watched it was. Yes. Or you can ask Zenger about his toe. Find us on Instagram at KOV Podcast. Shoot us an email, kovpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to an inspiriority complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. Knights of Vader t-shirts. If you too are interested in rocking a t-shirt from a third-rate Star Wars podcast that talks about feet too much, check the show notes to find out how you can claim yours. Be the for only quest- person in your quarantined area with one. Yes. <laughs> Knights of Vader t-shirts guaranteed to be corona-free. For questions, <laughs> comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Cinemodies. You can also hear me on the Cinemodies podcast, where we'll be discussing Paul Bartel's Lust in the Dust, starring the late, great Divine. Zenger, I, do you know Divine? I, I do, and I got really excited because I thought you guys were going to be discussing Paul Clark Mall Cop. <laughs> And I was going to be like, what barrel did you guys just hit the bottom of? Uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one that always thinks of Mall Cop when he says that. Folks, actually, for 
the February series of Cinemodies, we almost talked about Paul Blart because Rob really likes that first movie. So weird. We came weirdly close to that. If it wasn't for Adventures in Babysitting and the Hudsucker Proxy, we could have possibly have done Paul Blart Mall Cop. What a horrible day on Cinemodies that would have been. But when you're not listening to me talk about Lost in the Dust, where can you find you, Zanger? Uh, you can find me watching such great YouTube episodes from a certain star wars content creator as every time sorry let me let me read this in the way it was capitalized every time palpatine used a lightsaber after revenge of the sith canon or you can also find me on zegnus yes and (laughs) if you want okay (laughs) all right mackenzie give us our moment of mcclunky she gets a moment of mcclunky well, I think you don't do your moment of Zeng anymore, so I figured I do Mackenzie from time to time. I know, though, but it's not consistent enough. So Mackenzie now has a moment of McClunky. Mackenzie's moment of McClunky. I, I nobly McKenzie's give it up. Mackenzie's McClunky moment. There you go. This is too much pressure. Now I feel like I have <laughs> there, to say there, that, really That's the funny. perfect McClunky moment. This is too much pressure. <laughs> there we <you> go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, remember Alderaan. And down with the Empire. And that is I hope every I hope every episode is this great. (laughs) Wait, what?